coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School, brought to you by Sand Hills Global. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task, that's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass, it was tipped, it's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5, he'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I think I'm kind of getting into this this open, the open. Is that what it is? It okay? So is it the British Open or is it just the open? Like what is it I called? Think it's both. Because I saw somebody on the text line. They were like, "Come on, Jay. You know it's called just the open." Well, then it's called just the open. To somebody on the text line, sir. To somebody. So, whatever. I'm getting kind of into this golf thing that they're doing right now. I've just been watching it. It's. I don't. I don't know if I'll. Get more, and it's kind of like uh, when I watched the Stanley Cup, and I watched like a game, and I was like, I get it, I get why yeah. people like it. It's not for me though. It might be with this. I'm getting kind of into. It. It's super windy though. I don't know how they're doing anything. Welcome back to old school, by the way. Ninety three seven and take it the ticketfm.com. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Sarder Heyman Text Line, 402-464-5685. The Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Jay Foreman and myself, Rico, here for you. Just watching the open. Tiger Woods is finally teed off. I don't know how it's going to go. I hope it goes great. He just got some dirt in his face. And into the water. Well, great start, Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's some weird stuff. But um, I have something that we were going to talk about. Let me get to it. Let me pull this up. Okay. So, after Marquis Step transfers right. out, the running back room is down to... Six? Five scholars, six scholarship, three with three scholarship running backs that had any snaps slash yards last year. Gabe Irvin, Ramir Johnson, Jacques Yant. You bring in Anthony Grant, uh, you bring in two freshmen in Jay Allen and Emmett Johnson, who you assume both of them are going to redshirt, right? No. No? Why would you? assume it's wide open. If I'm a running back... If in in the University of Nebraska is recruiting me, don't come in my house if you're talking about I need the red shirt. That's what I would feel if I'm yeah. to, if I'm a really a runner if I'm really about toting the pill. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't see anybody over there that I'd be like, oh, I can't come in. Maybe not start, but I know I can come in and make an impact. Make a, okay. Well, um, I was thinking that they'll they'll both get four games in. They'll get their four games for sure. But I was thinking, you know, with the addition of Anthony Grant, who's the number one JUCO running back, the Ramirez hopeful, Johnson, yeah, Ramirez Johnson, who was the guy who 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 toted the rock after Gabe Irvin got hurt. Gabe Irvin coming back, he was your starter last year. Jacques Yant, who showed some flashes in a couple but, games, you're yeah. still not really sure exactly what you're going to get from him. Him and Gabe are the same. I think Gabe is faster. No, no, he's no, not as no, big. Just in theory. Oh, it, like, okay, it, yeah. It, like they're the same in the sense of to say Yant showed flashes, Gabe showed flashes, mm-hmm. Gabe obviously got hurt. But Yant showed flashes, and then by either his doing or just the situation, did kind of was not playing. So mm-hmm. essentially, you could say he was, you know, hurt the same way, right? So there's a lot of what if and hope, and so they're both the same. Both of them, if they 
have a great summer or had a great summer, then come in and take advantage of the opportunity, then you're thinking like, yeah, those two freshmen do redshirt. Um, and so you got Anthony Grant that's take is going to be taking a huge step up, not only from Juco, but to power five. And the, I guess you could say the arguably the best or the second best co- brand of college football um, going right now. And it's, and so it's going to be a big step up and a learning, you know, transition. And it's coincided with the offensive line that needs guys again to come off injuries and get continuity, which I think they've done uh, with under Coach Rayola and with some of the guys that are able to get a lot of reps during spring. Mm-hmm. But then in the running back room, so it's going to take some continuity. It's going to take a lot of um, foresight. It's going to take a lot of t- mental toughness, and so it's going to see where guys are, are are at. You got a new coach that's that really saw must have saw something in the in the guys that are holdovers and along with the guys that they recruited not to just blow up the whole room yeah so the opportunity is there i'd say probably ramir is probably the front runner because of his availability right and what he did last year you got gabe and yant and then you got anthony grant that's still kind of like a freshman maybe he's kind of like a red shirt freshman coming from juco but he's got he'd be playing the equivalent he got to play spring ball or something like that yeah and competitive spring he ball. The, he had the the long run where he might have yeah. been touched in the backfield. Yeah, I'm just talking about JUCO. You know, you know, he got to play. You know, eight time, eight ten games of JUCO, which is versus you know a lot of the, you know these guys were playing in high school, which obviously I think JUCO is probably a better competition. Um, I don't know much about Gray, but I do know a lot about Emmett Johnson. I know that uh, he's a phenomenal athlete, tough kid, very respectable. Um, he's bigger than what he's listed at. He, he had yeah. to he let people know that. Um. <laughs> And he is a physical runner, and but he has home run speed. Okay. Um, he's this de- sounds he's, this sounds strangely like Gabe Irvin last year. Yeah, and it's not going to be too big for him. And you know now how quick he transitioned from high school, learning pass pro, pass catching schemes. How I mean that's going to you know that's going to be the tell all sign. But running the ball, he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um. And so it'll be interesting to see. If, I'd assume one of them kind of is up there, and you know, you, you'd like to see other guys step up and give Gabe Irvin as much time as possible to come back from his knee injury and kind of not force him out there. Kind of like what we were talking about yesterday, where you don't want to rush yourself back, take right. your time. I mean, you have you have a deep running back room, and regardless you, of of you know the fact that you have two freshmen, but they're two really good freshmen. I mean, AJ Allen was committed to um, TCU for a while there. Right. TCU has been you know, producing out. some really yeah. good running backs. So that, you know, he's no slouch. Emmett Johnson who's the uh, Minnesota player of the year. And, you know, he won national high school player of the year. Um, Nick was making fun of me because he was, he was like, it was a, it was a fan vote. I don't care. He won national high school right. player of the year. Yeah, Doesn't he can matter. play, man. I mean, it's, uh, I talked to my high school coach, talked to coaches and people I know up in the Minneapolis area. And, and, um, matter of fact, he's, um, he knows, a a, a young, uh, knows a guy I played high school basketball against very well um on a personal level so you know you get some background on him uh watched his tape you know met him um once or twice and uh keep in touch with him but you know you can run the ball and um ideally you like yant to step up and then you're not having to have to play either one of those running backs because it's going to be a transition so mm-hmm. you get yant and then you got like brody belt that's kind of like the swiss Ar- swiss army like knife that he can do you know, at all slot running back pass pro, you know, and catch screen game or whatever you need. Um, so that's a, you know, plus, and then he's also a factor on special teams. So it's actually like you're getting the equivalent of two players. So, 
you know, it's not just running the ball. You know, you got to just to play running back. You got to be able to pass pro, catch the ball, run it. But you also got to be a factor on special teams as well. And so that's something that maybe a lot of freshmen had never done. Mm -hmm. um, so whether it's in the re return game or coverage game, you better, you know, get up to it, uh, get up to speed quick because once they get on the road and you start traveling, you know, the roster and the, and the ability to travel with all, you know, 120 or 50 people uh, gets cut, cut down immensely. Some people have said, you know, we, we've heard running back by committee a few times. Some people have said that they hate that idea. I I don't mind the idea as long as it's not, you know, five running backs right, switching yeah, off back yeah. and forth. Yeah, every you know, other play. Yeah. Oh, oh, this is the, oh, it, here's where it runs into where you run into a problem. If we're in the running back room and we're running back by committee, say it's me, you, and say SIP, right? Yeah. Rico comes in, they, they oh, well, we know what plays Rico are going to run. Mm. Jay's in, we know where that. You, so you'd like to get past that. Yeah. And so, um, you know, if you look at Pittsburgh last year um, and the year before, they had like three running backs. I th definitely, I think, uh, well, at least I know the year before, with 400 plus yards, which is pretty good considering that. I guess Achilles' heel coming into last year was their running game. Mm -hmm. And then they had a guy step up. You look at Jordan Addison's numbers, right? The year before was he had like 667 yards. The next year he goes off for 14 or whatever. Yeah. Well, it coincides with the better running game. People don't think – people just think like, oh, him and Pickett just spent 55 hours, a, a you know, or 23 hours a day mm -hmm. just and chucking the, it. just chucking it talking about football, doing football, X, Y, and Z. So, you know, the running game, the offensive line playing better, um, I think coincided with the quarterback playing really well, running, or with the receiver playing really well. So if you're trying to forecast something, you know, I think a lot of things start and stop with the running game. And I think if they can find a way to uh, have a consistent running game, I think the offensive line, if they can take the m mindset of, you know, we're going to stop um, play side penetration and, and we're not going to, uh, lose the line of scrimmage play side and make sure that we got the first with initial backside defender or, or hole covered, I think you're going to see a pretty good um, consistent running game, which then will open up the pass game, which then conversely will make the running game more explosive. And so if you can do that and take that mentality and, and, and work on consistency, um, not overthinking things and going out and just playing football, I think they'll they'll be just they'll be more than fine. Mm -hmm. So to me, like running back by committee is like two or three guys who can they can all run the same plays. They can all they they're not that they're the same, but they can all do kind of the same things. Yeah. yeah, they'll have their own little nuances. They'll have a couple of specialty plays that that they're probably better at than others. Right. But for the most part, they can do what everybody else Run can do. And then you have like a couple. You have like two guys after that who are more specialty guys who yeah. are going to come in and green guys situations. yeah like brody belt or somebody maybe you're trying to work in a freshman and he has a small package so now you're traveling with five guys i think if you get the three guys uh say anthony grant um ramir and i'll just put yant and gabe in the same mm -hmm. you know in the same deal um i think the all the whole coaching staff and especially the, you know in the running back room they'd be more than happy um, and, and you're, you're definitely right. You want everybody to be able to run the same plays. You actually want to be able to surprise them and say even have, you know, you look at Yant, all, you know, they don't run any pass plays with him. Make sure he's effective there to where you can kind of keep the defense honest. And you want it to be where, yeah, you might be running back by committee, but you do have that starter. Yes. And you don't, you know, I think the frustration with people, in, I'm assuming the fans, was Rico would have a good game and then two weeks later you don't play the whole you rest of the season. Him, yeah. Or, you know, so – you know, I think as as players and the and the coaches, the relationship goes. If you want to build trust, 
confidence in each other, there's got to be understand as a coach, you're going to make a mistake, right? Or, you know, your coach might leave you in too long, right? Yeah. Or not really appreciate, not really understand that, okay, well, I only had a six-yard run, but I could have had a 12, but it was based on something else, mm -hmm. and he should have kept me going. I was actually starting to get going. Um, so you want to build that trust player to coach, but from coach to player and vice versa, you got to have that trust in the sense of if I do make a mistake, you're not going to put me on the milk carton. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That, cause that, it, but also understand that this coach is going to keep you held, hold you accountable in the sense of you're not going to be able to Make take, a take off just, in the middle of the season. Yeah. You're not going to be able to not come to practice and, and, and not be a factor on special teams. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to be in the running back room and, and think you're going to be in, let's just say, the top three in the rotation. If you're not a factor on special teams, you don't practice special teams and you're not thought of highly enough, If even if you're not a starter on special teams, mm -hmm. that if Rico's running down and you're the first, I don't know, wing on punt and you roll an ankle or you're tired, that I can't go in and willingly is not a big drop-off and I'm going to go and make plays. And yeah. so, you know, a lot of it, you know, it's just a standard that they're going to go by, I think, is going to help this running back by committee. And then ideally, you like if you start off that way, you have a starter, two guys that are going to play close to equal amount of time, and then somebody starts to take off. But that doesn't mean that these other guys hadn't take off. Somebody really steps up. Maybe it's just, you know, it's just by chance mm -hmm. or a game he was hot. But if you roll with the hot guy for three or four weeks and then say he, you know, pulls a hammy, the other guys are ready to step up. And that's you saw that last year a little bit. You know, um, you know, you give P.J. Fleck and them uh, credit with, uh, you know, Muhammad went down the first game. I mean, essentially was unstoppable. And – the next, very next week, they had a 100-yard rusher for a couple weeks. You're like, who's this dude? He gets hurt. Here comes another Somebody dude. Else. They do something else. And so you you, you constantly got to be ready. And, um, you know, I think – I would tell Husker fans, like, don't be surprised if you see, you know, somebody start for three weeks. Uh, somebody started kind of coming on those last the last two weeks of those three weeks, and then somebody else is a starter. Like it's yeah. not that they're getting benched because of what they're not doing. It's, it's what somebody that, else is doing. Yeah, it's and just that somebody else is 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 coming on. Just because Rico's starting doesn't mean that Jay, the who used to start, won't play. Yeah, I think that's where you know maybe some communication or whatever the issues were were is probably mm -hmm. you know where people were like had a little bit of like angst about it. So. I just think that if the right mindset and approach is, is done, the, the communication lines are clear, um, the accountability and expectation line or, you know, whatever needs to be done is clear. I think no matter what message you have to deliver to a player, um, will be receptive and be fine. And, you know, I think mm -hmm. when players get frustrated of they want you to do all this stuff and if, and if they lose trust in you and you, they don't believe in your word, you know, you don't do what you say, then you're going to lose some guys. And that's that's something that I want to ask uh, Barry Thompson later on one on one is everybody talks about the receivers and the and the offensive line and all that in helping a helping a quarterback be better. But I want to know how important it is to have not not a, like a, a amazing like all state all conference running back, but just a solid guy who you can hand the rock to. And, and your Super can Bowls get you that have been like, won by the Patriots and you should know this with just oh, solid yeah. guys. Antoine Smith. Mm -hmm. Right. Antoine Smith, Kevin Falk. Right. They did it all. I mean, they, you know, from Rex Burkhead 
Uh, who's up there now? Who seems like he's been up there for uh, James James White. James White? It was Rex Burkhead, James White, and there was somebody else in the. Well, Danny in the Woodhead where, was up there. It yeah. was a factor like Damian Harris right Damian now. Like Harris. it's guys that you you've heard of, you know who they are, right. but they're not they're not making Pro Bowls. Well, well, look, Danny Woodhead came there, started out just kind of specialty, just like third down. Needed him to step up for a game. He ran the ball. Then you'd see him running down on punt. You see him running down on yep. kickoff. Like that's how you build a team. You know, that's how, I mean, that's, if, I mean, it's always weird that these young guys like, oh, like act like they don't play special teams, like they're pros, right? Like, oh, I just got a 30 million. So he doesn't got to run down on punt. Yeah. But at the end of the day, if you, if you're not playing at all, if you really want to play football, it's a football play. And to be honest with you, if I'm covering punts or kickoffs, that's a lot easier than me having to <laughs> find a way to stay within two or three yards of Alvin Kamara or Christian McCaffrey or cover you know, Tyreek Hill on an over route. Goodness gracious. And, and I've already played 50 plays. Yeah. Running down and knowing, okay, it's going to be right, left, or middle return. And I got maybe at most two guys that can block me. Generally, it's one guy. Yeah. Based on, you know, where the ball's kicked and all the other stuff. And I know where the ball's going. Because mm-hmm. when they come out and kick off, they know what well, idea. Well, they're told the wind's here. We're going to go deep right kick, you know, coffin kick, pooch kick, kick it out the end zone. Mm-hmm. Punt, same thing. It's not that hard. Don't now the hardest I think special teams to play is kickoff return. Really? Yeah, especially when you're up front line. It is because a lot of see it used to be when I first got into the NFL, it'd be like the 3, 4 and 5 and especially the 4 and 5 would be linebackers. Mm-hmm. Well, what happened is when this is when remember Larry Wiggum? Yeah. So, Larry Wiggum was like unstoppable on special teams because he was like 6'3", 215, 225 at the most, safety, big enough line. But he's so fast, no linebacker could block him. Mm -hmm. Well, strong safety can't block him either because he's built like a linebacker. So, that's where where I think it's really, really uh, difficult because you're sprinting backwards and then you're usually – Nowadays, they're just putting speed out there. So you're trying to block somebody that's more athletic than you or has better athletic ability, and they already have a 10- or 15-yard head start. And then if you get a guy, sometimes like when we played uh, the Dolphins, they would have David Bowens in there, and he was a defensive end. So now you got a guy 260 pounds coming down. So then it's a different thing. And, he, and then or Adelius Thomas, when he played for the Ravens, you know, he's coming down, and he's still fast as everybody else, and he's running you over, and he's got longer arms than you. It's so it's it's so that's the most. Yeah, I can see how uh, that that's the hardest. That's the hardest one. And if you got to try to get an angle or whatever, um, you know, against a little guy, and they know that like they can just kind of shake you or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it it can be taxing at time, but you know, special teams it should be something that you should welcome because uh, it's less thinking. You can make a lot of big plays and have a huge, huge impact not only on a game but on a whole season. I mean, Matthew Slater, like for the Patriots, has made a whole career being a special – he's a special teams captain. He makes Pro Bowl every year as a special teams captain. Him and Steve Tasker – Steve Tasker kind of made it fashionable, and he's in the booth now. Mm -hmm. Slater took it to – is taking it to a whole nother level. And and the Patriots have always had somebody like that, from Larry Wiggum, Larry Izzo, um, and now him, the Matt Chatham. Mm -hmm. You know, guys like that that were not just playing special teams, dominant on – I remember – being on punt and punt return, me and Teddy Bruschi be like, I got you today. <laughs> and he played 13 years. Like, we, me and you going at it today. I'll see you on punt team. You'll see me on punt return team. We going at it. <laughs> and it was like, we're not 
I don't want you to make a tackle. You get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and he played what 13 years with the Patriots, something like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's he's in the ring of ring of ring honor, of, ring of honor. Yeah. yeah. So I always ask guys like, if I guess me or uh, Grant wished him ran down on kickoff when he played when he was a rookie, Teddy Bruschi, Slater, all these guys that you're going to watch on Sundays if they're playing special teams, what makes you think you don't need yeah. to play? Why special can't teams? you like? Now, just convince me right now why you don't have to play special teams or because you're not playing defense. Mm -hmm. And this is also what I'd say. If I'm, I said, you're lucky, I guess, if I'm not your coach. Because if I'm sitting up in here in my coach's office evaluating and, I'm, and I got a sheet here saying, well, Rico doesn't play special teams, doesn't want to, doesn't come to meetings, doesn't, isn't on the too deep, too, too deep. And then you're like, hey, coach, why am I not starting or why am I not playing? Well, okay. Well, you're not playing on special teams. I've got some plays here for I you. I've got some plays here for you, which are easy. But the, So if you can't play 15, just say 15 plays on special teams. All out. All out. How are you going to play 65 on defense? That's How a good do, question. Like, just, again, can, let's conversate here. I'm not shutting the door on the conversation. No. It's Now the door is slowly but surely mm -hmm. closing. But I'm still keeping it open because I, I, I want you to convince me to open this door wide open so the next person that comes in, oh, I understand what you mean. But I haven't had the I haven't been convinced yet. So maybe you Nobody's can been able. Yeah, so now you can maybe you can do it. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yeah, no, that's that's and I and I can already hear like, you know, I'm I'm too important on this side of the ball to, to be playing. No, you're not you're not too yeah. important. Like we you we could use you everywhere. It's okay. You don't have to be like that. Uh but Taking a break. Up next, the Big 12 is open for business. Yeah. Their commissioner what does that said mean? that. I'm not really sure. He said that they're looking to expand, but in my eyes, the Big 12 might be folding. So I'd ask you, what teams would you like to see join the Big 12 or what teams from the Big 12 would you like to see join other conferences and what conferences would those be? Up next on Old School.